Tons of gun training tips, all for free, coming up in this episode of Modern Combat Survival's podcast. Check this out. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hey everyone, it's Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat that you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And part of that protection platform is your being able to defend yourself with a firearm, that great equalizer, against any threat that you might face from any sort of attack, criminal attack, whatever attack, terrorist attack, alien attack, zombie attack, whatever it is. And as you know, having a firearm is not enough. You need to be able to Use it effectively. You need to be able to train with it tactically. You need to be able to shoot well with it. You need to know your weapon. And that all comes from your training, right? Well, last week we held a special live event, our Gun Training Secrets giveaway and roundtable, where basically we had all of our, not all of our, but we had a a big group of our listeners and our followers and our our newsletter subscribers, our, our Facebook followers, all jump on the phone with us and share their best secrets for firearms training. And we got a ton of tips in. In fact, we got almost, actually we got at, at the end of it, we had over a, over 800 tips that were submitted. And I, what I was looking for was really cool, sexy tips that would help people to be able to train better either at the live fire range or dry fire training or some cool training tactic that somebody else could use to be able to take their training to the next level. And we got a ton of stuff in. We had a bunch of people in the lines. We had over... We had well over 200 people that were registered. We had about 200 people on the the phone lines and the broadcast lines. It was a great event. We gave away over $1,000 in firearms training merchandise, including a year's worth of ammunition, a CERT training pistol. We gave away a bunch of stuff, and it was a lot of fun. And it actually went longer than what we expected. We thought it was going to be about an hour. We ended up stopping a little over an hour and a half later. And we just had a bunch of people jump on the phones. Well, we had, we had a few people give a lot of tips on the phone, which worked out really well. And as well as my own interjection about ways to use certain tips that people had submitted, I shared some of the ones that people submitted through the, um, through the form as well. And here's the cool part for you, why this should matter to you, even if you missed the live event, is because you can get a recording of all of the tips that we had there on the call. You can get it for free. But we're only going to be doing it this week. So hopefully you're listening to this podcast in time because we are only going to be giving away the free download through the end of this weekend. So what you want to do is you want to go right now over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash gun training. Okay? Moderncombatandsurvival.com slash gun training. And you can get the recording of the event. So whether you, you already signed up for the event or whether you... I didn't sign up for the event, you didn't know about the event, or you missed the event, this is your opportunity to get the actual 
broadcast that we did so you don't miss any of the tips that were given out there, okay? And for this podcast, what I thought I'd do is take some of the ones that we didn't cover. I don't think, well, I think there, I think maybe one of these we did cover on the call. But what I want to do is just take the, just take five really cool tips that I found that I thought were really good from people. And I thought this would be a great opportunity just to give you some quick tips that you can use right now in this podcast to be able to get better, more fun, more exciting training when it comes to being more prepared with your firearm. Okay, so I've got five of them here. I'm going to go through them real quick and, and give you my little rundown on them. Now, some of these are pretty short, so I'm going to give you my own little take on how's on how you can how you can use this to your advantage. But let's just go ahead and run through these right now. Okay, all right. So uh, first one that I've got here, this is what this is the one that we did cover actually on the call, um, but I don't think I went into all that much detail for it. So this one comes from. Sean M. from Chicago, Illinois, and basically, I mean, his tip is really short. It's basically practice in all degree types of weather. That's it. But when you really think about it, there's a lot of depth that can be done with this, and I challenge you to see whether or not you're really doing, whether you're really training under extreme conditions. Well, I won't even say extreme conditions, but let's face it. If you're going to be attacked, let's say you're in the parking lot or something like that, you're obviously in a certain type of environment, right? And when we go, typically go to firearms training, or most people go to firearms training, they're doing it indoors at an indoor range, ideal conditions. It's nice and toasty warm in there if it's winter outside. It's nice and air conditioned if you live in Texas like I do, where basically you have one day out of the year that's not over 100 and and we're always training under ideal conditions. And we always say in modern combat and survival that you really need to seek the suck. You need to go out there and you need to find those less than ideal conditions because when you're attacked, typically it's going to be under less than ideal conditions. I mean, that's what we did in the military. We always went out there and trained. It didn't matter if it was rain. In fact, I remember asking Sergeant Brown, Sergeant Kendall Brown, I remember the very first time we were, going, we were going out to the woods, and I said, well, what do we do if it rains? And he said, you get wet. <laughs> well, that was a really stupid question to me, but what do you do when you get attacked in a parking lot and it is snowing outside? You slip and fall on your ass. That's what you do because you're probably not wearing your Merrill's uh, hiking boots like you would maybe to the range. You're probably maybe wearing dress shoes if you are you if you have a, a job that you get dressed up in a suit. You are probably going to you know it's going to be cold, so maybe your hands are going to be cold. You don't have the fine motor skills to be able to get to your weapon and, and do the things you need to in order to be the best shot that you can be, like you do at the range. And so Sean's tip is really very powerful when you think about it. Is how, how can you go out there and train? under different conditions, under different weather conditions that you might experience if you were actually attacked. So some examples of that are to go out in the snow. So if you live in a northern climate, um, go out and you and, and wear the clothes that you actually have. You can do this dry fire training, so you don't need to go to an outdoor range where it's covered in snow. It's not going to be open anyway, but you can simply go out in your driveway. And just imagine it's a, a you're getting into your car, you can be in your driveway, and you can set up a target somewhere and you can simply like start to unlock your car and imagine in your mind that you're being attacked by somebody and then try and get cover behind the car. Try and move around the car. Try and get inside the car. See, see the different dynamics that you might have to face in a situation where maybe you've got a slippery driveway. Maybe you realize that 
You, you need to have different shoes for work that have more grip to them. You know, so you might experience different things in the snow that you wouldn't know if you're just going to an indoor range all the time, right? Um, same thing if it's raining outside. So I've changed my mind since uh, I had a, a really good, with the New World Patriot Alliance, I had a really good interview with a friend of mine, Stu Smith, who is a former instructor at Navy SEAL school. He's a former, obviously a former Navy SEAL himself. And uh, we talked about the, the, mental, the, the mental fortitude, the intestinal fortitude that you have to have in order to be able to push on through extreme circumstances, right? And, you know, so we, we talked about seeking that suck. You know, he calls it embracing the suck. I call it seeking the suck because you, you can actually go out there and try and find conditions to train in that are less than ideal to be able to push yourself mentally, not just physically. So now, before when it was raining outside, I didn't like to go out running uh, for my for a morning jog. But now, if it's raining outside, I'll skip whatever else, ever whatever other workout I had planned, like going to the gym or whatever. Instead, nope. If it's raining or if it's cold outside, I make it. That's my training day. I'm going out there. I'm going to get wet. I'm going to get cold. I'm going to be miserable. And we're going to, you know, that's one of the things you can do. So can you go out there and dry fire in the rain as well? Um, I bet you that the outdoor range that you go to would love to have even that, you know, that one person. You'll probably be the only person on the live fire range if they let you out there that will be out there training. Everybody else, what are they doing? They're waiting for it to stop raining. Okay. So that's another thing. Um, you can even go so far as to, um, you know, if we're talking about like survival circumstances where it might be civil unrest, where there might be tear gas in the area or the police have, you know, there might be smoke from fires and things like that. But you also have a very dangerous scenario where you have people that are running around. It's complete panic and chaos and anarchy and civil unrest. And if you are into that kind of training, well, it's really easy to go out and get some smoke grenades from like an airsoft or a paintball supply store online. Um, we use these when my son and I go to play paintball. We use our, our smoke grenades out there. And uh, they're not like military smoke grenades. They don't put out a heavy, heavy plume. But it's really good to kind of throw that out there, get a white smoke grenade. It creates just more haze in the area. It could also simulate a foggy conditions because let's face it, criminals like to attack when they know they've got cover of night or maybe cover of fog, less than ideal conditions. It could be the rain, things like that. They know that it helps to, to attack you when you're least expecting it under less than ideal conditions. All right. So Sean's tip is actually, it's very short, but when you dig deep into it, it's actually pretty powerful. Okay, uh, tip number two comes from Frederick E. from Fort Fairfield, Maine. And he says, to make, range time, to make range time more realistic, hang some old clothing you don't care about on your target backboard if it's large enough. This provides a break from red, black, and orange circles. It breaks target monotony, and it lets you see just how center mass you're getting without little specific points to aim at. If you want to, when you're done, put the clothes on, and check a full-length mirror to reference where the shots... Oh, yeah, I was saying, so put the clothes on yourself and check a full-length mirror to reference where the shots would have hit you on an actual body or would have hit an actual body. Um, I'd never heard this tip before. I think it was a really great tip. It does change things up. It makes your targets more realistic. I'm not a huge fan of paper targets um, that are just static, like black and white targets. I do like the... 
Um, the the splatter burst targets that do show there's some you know some really good powerful opportunities there with splatter burst and things like that, which is a, a new type of target that's out there. But mostly what I like to do are create mannequins and use my Bob training dummy and things like that that allow me to train with it indoors and scenario based training and things like that. But at the range, I think it's a this was a really great live fire range tip. Because putting the, you know, figuring out how you can put those those clothes on your target and use that, well, it does force you to really think real person, think center mass. And then when you take those clothes off, you see where they actually hit on the target. When you put those clothes on yourself, you can see where they would have hit another person also. So I really love this tip from Frederick. I thought it was a great idea, and um, I'd never heard that one before. So I was really happy that he submitted that. Uh, tip number three. You can see we're going to buzz right through these, right? Uh, this comes from Corey L. from Citrus Heights, California. And he says, while dry firing at home, get an old magazine and take out the spring and glue the spring retainer in place at the top of the mag and fill, with the, remainder, fill the remainder of the mag with cheap reloading lead so the weight is the same as a full mag. Glue the base plate in place and mark it to distinguish from your other mags. Now you have a weighted training aid for tactical and speed reloads. Now, I probably just confused the hell out of you with reading that, right? In fact, I had to, I'd never heard of this before either, and so I had to, I had to read this like five times before I understand what he was saying. But that's mainly, mainly because I'm just a dumb old country boy from upstate New York. But nonetheless, so here's, let me, let me give it to you in layman's terms here. So basically, when you're doing dry fire training, a lot of times if you're using like, a, obviously you don't want to use live ammo in your magazines. That would be a safety violation. You don't want to do that. You don't want to mix it up. But if you have an, an un, if you're trying to do like a magazine change, if you're trying to practice your magazine changes, it's really not realistic. The weight of a, of a magazine filled with bullets is different than a, an, an empty one that you would typically use for dry fire training and magazine changes. So what does he do? he decides to make a safe training aid out of an old magazine. And basically all you do is just take, take apart the magazine, pull out the spring and the base plate for it that you would normally have. Um, all you're going to do is, is just switch that out so that you put in the bullets first, take out the spring, put in the bullets, and then put the, the base plate um, on top of that, glue that in so you don't have to worry about any bullets coming out or anything like that. And now what you have is a full magazine, the weight of a full magazine that has real bullets in it. You can just use cheap reloads for it. And now you have an, an exact replica, but a safe replica of your magazine. And I thought this was a great idea. Um, really, really cool idea. And that one is definitely going to go in the magazine that we've got coming up. So Corey's going to get a, a, a gift sent to him as a special thank you for submission to that tip. So I uh, really love that one. I've got a couple more here for you, but before I go, before we move on, uh, don't forget to head on over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash gun training and go ahead and make sure that you get the free download for the 90, over 90 minutes of the firearms training tips that we had where callers got on and they gave their, their tips over the phone, as well as I shared some other ones from all the other 800 tips that we got in. Okay, so moderncombatandsurvival.com slash gun training. Go check it out. Okay, tip number four comes from Ronald G. from Oak Hill, West Virginia. And um, and this is another one that was really simple, 
But again, when you dig deep into it, there's actually a, a really a lot you can do with it. Okay. So basically Ronald says, have friends do dry fire training with you and let them tell you how to improve your training techniques. Now, who the hell likes a know-it-all Mr. Smarty Pants trying to tell you how to do something that you feel you already know how to do, right? What makes them any better than you? Well, sometimes you might, you might know of somebody who is just, in fact, a way better shot than you or, you know, is much better trained or trains more than you. And of course, they're going to have valuable information for you, but very few people ever ask for critique. We talk about doing it in a mirror. We talk about filming ourselves and, and critiquing yourself and things like that. But, just imagine just asking someone like a fellow shooter of yours to come over and just watch how you do different different tasks and then give you advice on how you can do it better. They don't even necessarily have to be a shooting expert or an instructor or anything like that. A lot of times the, just their perspective of watching you, they'll notice certain things that you won't notice because they have a whole different visual perspective of you. It might be how you wear your clothes, where you where you wear your your holster, things like that. Um that that's that's just one aspect of it. Um, the other thing that it does is it, is it increases the adrenaline that you're going to most likely experience because now it's not just you doing solo training, but you have somebody watching you and you're under you're under scrutiny now. And what that does is it just it makes it adds a little bit more adrenaline to the situation, which makes it a little bit more realistic. It might you might fumble you might find yourself fumbling around a little bit more. You might have less. Uh, fine motor skills and, and have to rely more on gross motor skills. Those kinds of things are, um, are, are really, you know, they, they make a difference. Just, just being able to add that level of just a little bit of anxiety to it can make a big difference to you. Okay. So, um, so I really like that idea from, from Ronald. All right. So that's great. Um, the next one, the last one that we've got here comes from, uh, let's see, Will H from Davenport, Florida. And, uh, and again, this one is going to, is going to seem really simple to you, but again, I challenge you to see if you've ever thought about doing this. And, uh, and so here it is. Will says pay for proper training, pay for proper training, go to the range, going to the range and punching paper weekly isn't ideal training. Granted, it's great practice to get time behind the trigger, but investing in quality training from a professional is essential. And, and Will really is right. And I'll tell you, um, as much as I, you know, I, I train with friends sometimes or I like to do solo training, um, I got to tell you, I, let me give you a, a little bit of a golf perspective. I don't know if you play golf or not. Um, I, I, I have golf clubs. That doesn't make me a golfer. Just like owning a gun doesn't make you a gunfighter, right? It's the tactics that you put into it. It's the training that you put into it. It's the time that you put into it. And I suck at golf. In fact, my entire, the only reason I even picked up golf was because when my, in my corporate life, when in, in the security world, I would have to play golf sometimes. And I didn't necessarily like playing golf, but I also didn't want to look too stupid out there because I would try to hit the ball and it would go like 10 feet in front of me and I would just get really pissed off. So what I would do is I would go the day, be this is kind of a bad idea. What I would do is I would go the day before my golf, uh, my, my golf outing and I would go and get professional instruction just for the day. I would just get a half hour instruction. A guy would show me a few tips. I'd be hitting the ball like crazy down, down the fairway. It was awesome. The next day I'd get out there and I, I wasn't a great golfer, but I would at least be able to play and everybody wouldn't just be rolling their eyes as I'm hitting the ball 10 feet in front of me, right? 
So, so I would basically cram for my golf outing. And then I would stop playing golf and I would lose all the techniques again. And then the next time I'd have to play golf, I'd go and get another lesson. And that was how I played golf for about two years. Okay. Well, with firearms training, look, you don't know when you're going to have a, an attack. You don't know when somebody's going to barge through your home. You don't know when somebody's going to ambush you in a parking lot. If you did, that'd be great. You could get professional firearms training the day before. You'd be ready to go. You'd be highly alert. You would see the person coming. You would have everything down, and you would at least probably survive that scenario, right? Well, we don't have that luxury. So the time that you put into it is really important. But it's not just the time. It's the quality of the training that you do. Just like I could go out on the fairway for a year and just keep hitting at 10 feet at a time without knowing the proper tactics because it took a professional to tell me what I was doing wrong and what I needed in order to do right, do it right. Now, I can tell you that I, for the longest time, I didn't think that I needed a firearms instructor, so I would just go to the range and I would do like most people do. I had a couple quick tips from some people and that was about all I did, um, but about a year or so ago, I started getting instruction from a local local instructor who had his own private range. And I'll tell you, this guy um, is is nothing to look at. He looks like kind of a cranky, cranky backwoods type of guy. But man, I mean, I thought I knew how to shoot. He showed me some really weird tricks that instantly increased my accuracy with my firearm. Like instantly, it was it was amazing. And the first time he showed me something, uh, the just the way he held his firearm, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's that looks weird." And sure enough, I tried it, it and it didn't feel awkward at all doing it. But my my accuracy just freaking instantly became better. And since then, my shooting has gotten better. And so now I absorb everything that my instructor says, and I and I pay for. The training with him because he I know he's got a bucket of information that the only way I'm going to get to it is just go there and go there and go there and just keep asking questions and just keep getting trained. So I highly recommend if you've never had professional instruction, go and get it. Now, you, you might have to try a few different instructors out there before something really clicks or some body really clicks. I've had really um, awful kind of golf instructors over the years and um and I have had amazing golf instructors as well. But I'm really happy with my firearms instructor now. And um, anyway, just make sure that you're, you're getting professional instruction out there because it's going to make it more enjoyable for you and it's going to make you much better prepared. Okay, so that's just five of like the 800 tips that I got that were submitted. I'm going to go through these some more and see if I can find some other ones. I know I can find some other ones to be able to share maybe in our podcast or maybe we'll put together a special downloadable booklet or something. But in the meantime, don't forget to go over and at least download the free audio program we're giving you. It's only going to be up until this coming Sunday at midnight Pacific time. And then it's going to come down. So you've got... You, hopefully you caught this uh, this podcast in time. You want to go over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash gun training to grab that free download now. All right? And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. <laughs> has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. 
You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.